Some have called depression the world's greatest health problem. That line caught my attention. The world's greatest health problem. The text we have used this morning from Isaiah has this line in it in the third verse. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. That word heaviness can be translated depression. For the spirit of depression. And notice please that it is called a spirit. A spirit. Joel 2.32 says whoever shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be delivered. So I do not come today with a complicated formula. And I do not come proclaiming to have all of the answers for this complicated problem that seems to be prevailing in our time. But I believe God has given me a very simple solution. What is God's way of overcoming heaviness or depression? It's very simple. The garment of praise to replace the spirit of heaviness. Our very special protection against this spirit. In brief, I think it's saying to us, you trouble the devil more than he can trouble you when you adopt this concept of God's servant Isaiah. The spirit of praise replacing the spirit of heaviness. Psalm 34, 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. That was a decision that David made. I will bless the Lord. Does it come naturally? Not always. It is something that we choose to do, which I will allude to more in a few moments. I want to suggest two basic things today in overcoming depression. First of all, praise is a way of life. I want you to write that down. Praise is a way of life. It's not just at 9 or 10.30 on Sunday morning. Praise needs to become a way of life. Dr. Richard Dobbins said, healthy expressions of praise can interrupt destructive thought patterns, inspire God-awareness, and provide a mental climate conducive to new and creative options for living. Learning to praise, he said, can be therapeutic. I believe that. It's not just at an hour on Sunday. It should be throughout our week. Every day, in fact, when I 
awakened this morning to the sound of the alarm, and I got out of bed immediately. The first thing that came to my mind was a chorus that we use from time to time. Keep praising the Lord when the skies above are gray. Keep praising the Lord for the answer's on the way. Do not despair, for the Lord will answer prayer. To those who endure, the victory is sure. Keep praising the Lord. That went through my mind before I got the toothbrush out of the drawer. Keep praising the Lord. Now, lack of praise does something very negatively to us. What does it do? It denies the presence of God. We need to remember one of the statements of the psalmist in chapter 22, verse 3. The psalmist said, God inhabits the praises of his people. Now, that may not have ever been explained to you, but simply it means that it creates a God awareness. God inhabits the praises of his people. A God awareness develops through praise. Otherwise, you are denying the very presence of God by your lack of praise unto him. We all know Psalm 100, verse 4, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. You see what Isaiah said in chapter 61 about praise replacing the spirit of heaviness is also agreed with by the psalmist over and over again when he says, enter in. It puts you in touch with God. And after all, he is the antidote for every illness, for every sickness, for every troubling spirit. He is the antidote, finally, for all of that. And if you are going through your life without praising God, you are a victim rather than a victor. Henry Jacobson said, praise God even when you don't understand what he is doing. I think that is profound. Praise God even when you don't understand what he's doing. Now, praise does not identify everything as good. I want to make that very clear. We have people going about today saying that you should praise God for everything as though everything was good. It's not all good. Jesus wept at death in Bethany. We know that he wept over the hardness of the hearts of the people in his day. We know that he could not do many mighty works in his own hometown because of their unbelief. But through it all, there still has to be praise to God, not saying that it's good when we praise God. We're not praising him for whether it's good or bad. We're praising him for who he is. It is despite the circumstances. We're praising him for what we can learn out of the dark circumstance that we may be walking through at that particular moment. 
When David said in Psalm 34, we are to praise him at all times or to bless him at all times, he was simply saying, keep praise constantly in your mouth. He wants us all to join him in magnifying the Lord and exalting his name together. And David finished that little area in Psalm 34 by saying, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me out of all of my fears. God is interested in deliverance. Now, I know that there are anti-anxiety and anti-depression medications prescribed by physicians, but there are limits to the extent one can be helped by chemicals alone. I would not say go off of them until you are sure that you are free, but I am here to tell you that there is a limit to what chemicals can do for you. Now, there is a biblical foundation for that in Ephesians chapter 5. When Paul said, don't be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Paul was acknowledging that the overdose of alcohol temporarily changes the mood of a person. So he says further, here's what you ought to do as a believer. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, for even alcohol has its limitation. And I think we have found that to be true. But there is something that goes beyond that. It's praise. It's adoration. It's singing in the darkness like Paul and Silas in Acts 16 with their backs bleeding. They did not praise the stripes on their back. They did not rejoice that they were in pain and in solitary. They rejoiced in the Lord and sang praises to the Lord. And the prisoners heard them. And what happened? God delivered them. Sometime you might want to review the example of Job in the Old Testament. Job's wife saw the tragedies of their family differently than Job did, which is basically what's wrong with most people today. They see the circumstances differently than they really should. So Job's wife said to her husband, here's my advice, husband. Curse God and die. Now, that would lift anybody's spirit, right? Curse God and die. But Job, thanks be to God, refused his wife's counsel and chose to praise God and live. He said, even if God slays me, I'm going to trust him. And I'm going to praise him. And with boils from head to toe, sitting there scraping them with the broken pottery on the ash heap outside the city. And his friends telling him he's nuts. Job chose to praise the Lord. And who won? Job won. The latter end of Job was greater than the former. Make it a way of life. 
Make it a daily practice, but you say, I don't feel like it. That's when you should do it the most, when you don't feel like it. There is absolutely no way that you can remain in the doldrums of your circumstance if you learn to praise God in everything and at all times, to praise Him continually. Now, the second thing that I want to leave with you today is that praise guarantees victory. In the book of Revelation, chapter 5, when we shift from the early, earthly scene to the heavenly scene, there appears in Revelation 5 the lion of the tribe of Judah. And in the fifth verse, it says that he has prevailed. This lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. We sing a chorus once in a while, the Lion of Judah shall break every chain and give us the victory again and again. It's based on that verse in Revelation chapter 5. In part of Revelation, he is seen as a suffering lamb. But let us not forget he's also presented as the Lion of Judah. And do you know what the word Judah means? It means praise. Praise. He is the one who prevails. And how does he prevail? Through praise. Through acknowledgement of who God is and what God can do. The lion of the tribe of Judah has prevailed. The Bible tells us about another lion. He's a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. But Psalm 149 verse 8 states that praise will bind the king with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron. I got to thinking about that and I thought, well, it's certainly obvious that praise will not bind an earthly king with chains. So what is the Holy Spirit referring to here in the next of the last psalm? Let the saints be joyful in glory. Let them sing aloud on their beds. Let the high praises of God be in their mouth and a two-edged sword in their hand to execute vengeance on the nations and punishments on the peoples to bind their kings with chains and their nobles with fetters of iron to execute on them the written judgment. This honor have all his saints. And the psalm ends with praise the Lord, which means in one word, hallelujah. What is he talking about? He is talking about how to bind the one who wants to fetter all of us. He's talking about the devil and all of his imps. They shall be bound. How? With praise. With praise. This lion that roams about seeking whom he may devour, is broken by the lion of the tribe of Judah, meaning praise. He is fettered and he cannot affect us when we utilize the tool that God has made available to us. One of my favorite passages of Scripture, Second Chronicles 20, you don't find a lot of great stuff back there in Chronicles, but... Here's one good thing in Chronicles. Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, sent singers into battle, and as they sang the praises of God, God gave victory to the king and to the nation. It says in simple form, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire, 
as they went out before the army and said, Give thanks to the Lord, for his loving kindness is everlasting. And when they began singing and praising, the Lord said, Ambushes against those who had come against Judah. So they were routed. That's exactly the picture of Psalm 149. When the enemy sets ambushes against you, praise and singing and glorifying God is going to rout them. It's going to get rid of them. It never says in any place that God has chosen any other method. It's praise. It's thanksgiving. It's acknowledging who God is. Pat sang a few moments ago, choose joy. Praise is a choice. It is said that once Mendelssohn came to see the great Freeburg organ in Europe, he wanted to play this magnificent instrument that was in the cathedral. The old custodian had been given strict pronouncement not to let anybody touch that organ unless they were so acknowledged to do so. So when Mendelssohn came to play the instrument, the custodian didn't know who he was. And Mendelssohn had to persuade him that he knew all about that organ and he could handle it and he would not hurt it. And so finally the custodian gave in. Mendelssohn took his seat and soon the most wonderful music was breaking forth from that Fabulous Oregon. The custodian back in the back was spellbound as he listened to that music. Finally, when he was able to move, he came up by the organ and he said to the great musician, what is your name? Learning who this man was, he stood humiliated, self-condemned, and said to Mendelssohn, and I refused you permission to play upon my organ. I thought about that, and I pictured something else that I know is going on every day in people who are a part of this fellowship and a part of our world. There is one who comes daily to us who desires to take our lives and play upon them. He comes and desires to be involved in our feelings. He is touched with our infirmities. He felt it all, and he has the power to deliver us. But we withhold ourselves from him and refuse him permission to come and get involved with us. When Isaiah said, the spirit of praise is what we need to replace heaviness, all he was saying, and all I'm saying to you today is that praise guarantees victory, but you cannot withhold yourself and get the victory. You've got to let him come and play on the instrument of your life. And when you do, beautiful music will come forth. He will bring out of your soul heavenly music. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Too simple? I think not. We have complicated it with this prescription and that. We have complicated it with this problem and that. 
the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Psalm 29, 2 tells us to worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness and that we are to come before him with clean hands and a pure heart. There is advice for all of us. If you're a sinner, you need salvation. Come to him. Get clean hands and a pure heart. If you're a church member, you may need cleansing and forgiveness for sin and failure to live up to God's righteousness of not meeting the standard. And it's available. Isn't that wonderful to know? He's just waiting for us to come. Remember the word of Joel, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Then keep yourself free from the spirit of heaviness by constant praise and entering his holy presence on a daily, almost moment-by-moment basis. Paul said to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians 10, 5, bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. What was he saying? Cultivate positive, optimistic reactions and thought patterns in your life. Stop looking at the dark side. Turn it over and look at the light side. Base directly the events of your life on the promises of God and those whom the Lord sets free remain free. They don't go back into bondage except by their own choice. And then Nehemiah gives us some helpful advice in chapter 8, verse 10, when he says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Some of you today are struggling You're fighting an uphill battle. You've come to church today for help. It's a very simple answer. Replace the spirit of heaviness with the garment of praise. Choose joy. Let joy be your strength. Jesus spoke of having his joy fulfilled in John 17. And yet he was facing crucifixion. He was facing a cross. There is an oriental proverb that goes, one joy dispels a hundred cares. Has tremendous potential in it, doesn't it? When we think about it, one joy dispels a hundred cares. How many are you carrying around today? How many are you trying to hold today? All by yourself. Isaiah said, my soul shall be joyful in my God. Let's get out from under our circumstances and get our eyes fixed on him who is our deliverer. On him who is pictured by the prophet as one who can set us free and lift us up and out and above and beyond the things that burden us down. Be it financial, be it physical, be it marital, be it something on your job, Whatever the case may be with you, overcoming depression is a simple thing. Replace the heaviness with the garment of praise. I've seen it work over and over and over again. Somebody asked me the other day, aren't you ever depressed? My answer is no. I have never been depressed. I don't plan to be. Oh, I've got problems. I've got a lot of things to handle, but I'm not depressed. 
because I'm praising the Lord every day. And you know what I found? He's bigger than I am. He can handle these things that burden people down. He's bigger than my problems. He's bigger than the heaviness that the enemy wants to inflict upon us. So no siree. I don't have any depression. I've never taken a pill in my life or anything of that sort, and I'm not planning to because I have the God's pill. And it's enough. And it's enough. I'm not saying if you're on some medication for depression that you're in sin. Please don't walk out of here misunderstanding me. I'm saying replace the heaviness with the garment of praise. Learn how to lift your hands. Learn how to open your mouth. At a stop sign the other day, I was sitting in my car like this, and I know people thought I was crazy. I didn't have to hold on. I didn't have to hold on to the steering wheel for that moment. Just thank you, Jesus. You're so good. Hallelujah. I will lift up my hands unto the Lord. And learn to open your mouth and begin to praise him. Some of you are so quiet. I almost want to send you to our deaf church on occasion. Come on. Come on. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. The Lord has done great things for us wherein we are glad. He's going to carry us through. The Bible doesn't end with trouble. It ends with victory. The last chapter is not one of defeat. It's one of glory. We're going to triumph forever. The gospel didn't end in a grave outside the city wall of Jerusalem. It ended with the Mount of Olives and an ascension where Jesus said, I will come again, that where I am there you may be also. So you've got to do some replacing. I want you to stand with me throughout the auditorium and do that in these moments. I want you to replace the spirit of heaviness with the garment of praise. Say, but that's not my tradition. That's your problem. <laughs> that's your problem. Let's raise our hand. Just lift them up. Come on. Young man, young woman, mother, dad, Baptist, Presbyterian, Catholic, charismatic, doesn't matter. Just lift your hands. It's biblical. Lift them up high. Now open your mouth and say, Lord, I love you. I thank you. Just tell him. Tell him how you feel. He loves you. Praise him with your lips. Praise him with your heart. The garment of praise, it comes over us like a garment, covers us, and it lifts the spirit of heaviness. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. At his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Lord, whether we feel like it or not, we praise you. We exalt you. We lift our hands unto the Lord. We lift our hearts heavenward today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You're a good God. And you bestow good gifts upon your children. You've given us something to replace all the negative, all that is foreboding.
the garment of praise. Hallelujah. 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 It's not too simple a solution. If we would just learn how to do it, Lord, if we would just practice it on a daily basis. Lord, we praise you this morning. From our hearts, we lift our hallelujahs. Glory, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised and to be adored. He's worthy to be worshipped. He is worthy, he is worthy. He is worthy. Glory to God, glory to God. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, it may be that some of you here need to break loose from your sin. Maybe you've come here today in need of a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. If so, I want you to come from where you stand to this altar of prayer. We will meet you here to lift you to God. Let Jesus minister to your life. Or if you want special prayer, We'd be happy to take a few moments to pray for you. As we sing, I want you to come. Don't hesitate for your good that you might express by your coming faith in God. If you need Jesus, we're here to help you. Just come and kneel. Our prayer warriors will gather around you. Our servants will minister to you. If you're coming to Jesus for the first time or you're coming back to him, he's been waiting for you. Welcome home. Welcome home. As we sing, you come from wherever you are, please. In his presence. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Fullness of Help joy. people to respond, Lord. May they move out in faith. At his right Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come and play on the instrument of our lives, Lord. We give you opportunity today. Hallelujah. I am his and his Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord. Yes, in the presence of the Lord. Fullness of joy. Sing it again. If you're troubled about something, you come. Let Jesus have a chance. Let Jesus have a chance. In his presence. Fullness of joy. Take a step of faith this morning. Take a step of faith today. Hallelujah. The altar's a good place to be. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus Christ. Thank you, blessed Lord. We love you, Jesus, and we worship you today. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. In the presence of the Lord. Glory to God, glory to God. The Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Glory to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Just extend your hand toward the altars and pray with me for God's victory. Be a part of the prayer service, Lord. Touch these who kneel here before you today. Minister to their needs, O God. Some are facing broken marriages. 
Some are facing heavy burdens, but may they turn them over to you with their praise and their adoration today. May they replace the heaviness with the garment of praise. And may you be king and Lord and master. May the Lion of Judah chase the roaring lion who seeks to devour the spirit of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Hallelujah. Now let's praise him again. Open up and just bless him. Bless him all over this building. Bless him with your thanksgiving. Bless him with your praise. Bless him with your adoration. Acknowledge him for who he is, the giver of all good gifts, the sovereign God who never leaves us nor forsakes us. Oh God, keep us in a spirit of praise all day today. Tomorrow on Blue Monday, give us the spirit of praise. On Terrific Tuesday, and wonderful Wednesday and testing Thursday and frantic Friday. Oh God, give us the spirit of praise. May we never forget to acknowledge you moment by moment, day by day. Oh God, and in the Sabbath Saturday, may we still be praising you and worshiping you. And in the satisfying Sunday, may we come back still with our hands raised, still with our mouths open, praising the Lord. Lift us up and above where we can walk in light and not in shadow. And we will bless you for it in Christ's name.